You are listening to Herbal Marie, a podcast about herbs and home remedies to heal yourself. All advice shall be considered suggestions. Please research all herbs before using and discover ways to feel better and be well. Hey, how is it going? How is it growing? How are you doing? It has been so long. It feels like a long time since we've done a Shoot the Shiitake podcast. And I was starting to collect all these little like tidbits of things that I wanted to tell you about. And this actually wasn't even scheduled for today, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take charge here and we are going to do a Shoot the Shiitake podcast because I miss you and I have all these interesting but certainly random things to say to you and um, when I was trying to figure out what the name of this podcast should be I decided to go with you can't be a starving herbalist but that one I'm gonna save to the end yes I'm baiting you and I can't wait to tell you all of these really cool things we're gonna talk about vinegar and marshmallow roots and mullein and catnip hair rinses and incredible just hang on but you know let me clarify by incredible I mean incredibly random I mean really nothing I'm going to tell you today is incredible or mind-blowing or even mind-expanding or anything like that it's just incredibly random but (laughs) it is going to be fun and it is going to be interesting and um, I really appreciate you listening in Um, the views on this podcast have really they've actually doubled in a very short amount of time and I appreciate that so much and I got my first listener support through Anchor Radio so thank you so much I I do appreciate it I really truly do um so what's new with you um it's been like 10 episodes since we've shooting the shiitake or at least like nine or ten um so a lot has happened in the podcast we've done some insta herb shout outs those were fun we made some herbal shampoo looking back at my podcast and i'm I'm gonna give you an update how that's going um and we've done a few herbs you know oregano that was hilarious wasn't it oregano that was so funny um guess what i did a podcast called you could help this podcast grow which was of course a plea for support and help and so far that is my least listened to podcast of all time ever so if I ever have any lack mentality that podcast just um, completely supports the fact that people don't give a shit talky um we did our first learn nerdy words which um, I think was a hit with everybody and everyone loved the dandelion and let's talk about that last podcast the you can drink chamomile tea I wanted to do a series where it was just sort of like kind of lighthearted like we just talked about tea and I was I didn't really have any expectations warning this is what happens when you don't have expectations in your life but so I was super open when I sat down to figure out what I was going to do for that podcast I got my notes out I was going to take some notes about chamomile tea all of a sudden I started writing in poetry and and I as soon as I got a couple I don't know verses or whatever into it paragraphs into it I was like, are you kidding me? Am I really going to do a podcast in total prose, like poetry? But yeah, I guess so. So warning, when you allow yourself to be open, sometimes you get surprised. Like poetry was not on my radar. I did not think I would ever do that. 
Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a hit or not. And does that mean that I have to do all my future tea vid tea? Um, I was going to say videos, but you can't see me. Nah, 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 nah. Um, I was thinking, do I have to do them all in poetry now? Like, did I just set myself up? But you know what's interesting? I don't even know how that came about. It just flowed out of me. So I must have um, somebody on my spirit, herbal spirit team that likes to talk in poetry. <laughs> Where the hell did that even come from? <laughs> All right. So that's like bringing you up to speed. Um, what we've what we've um, done podcast wise since the last shoot the shiitake. Um, if you want to listen to the last Shoot the Shiitake one, it is called You Can Dream Big. And we talked about um, all the seeds in the, the Baker's Creek catalog. And I started telling you about um, how I'm doing the celery protocol with the medical medium and how I detox so hard and what I did for my detox and stuff. So I am still drinking, doing the celery juice every morning. Actually, every morning I've done it, except this morning. <laughs> because I, I ran out of celery. So uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, not to, not to use the starving herbalist, um, you know, title, because you can't, <laughs> and we'll get to that. But buying all this celery has really put a dent in my budget like you'd not think that it would but you know spending an extra 30 bucks on like just something you're gonna drink each week like dang however it is really amazing if anyone's looking to do a healing protocol where um, it is something different that your body has not yet experienced look up the medical medium and the magic of celery juice because it is powerful it really is and so tonight when I go to the grocery store I don't care if I have to like sell my soul in the produce department I'm gonna bring home some more celery absolutely I am definitely not stopping now however I can't wait until um, the weather breaks and I can grow some kind of wild celery outside. Um, it's not, it's definitely not the same stuff that you get at the grocery store, but I can't wait to have my growing space again. Right now it's a frozen tundra. I mean, it's just crazy. There is zero foraging going on. All right, so anyways, You Can Dream Big was the last Shoot the Shiitake podcast. And yeah, obviously if you haven't figured it out by now, Shoot the Shiitake just is me blabbering for as long as you'll let me. <laughs> Truly, like as long as like you'll let me sit here and just talk about myself, um, we will shoot the shit talkie for sure. Um, so I did want to tell you first off, the biggest news in my world is that you can freeze marshmallow roots. So if you've been kind of following me for a while, uh, I may have mentioned either in a podcast or on Instagram at Herbal Marie that I wanted to try freezing marshmallow roots, like digging up the fresh root, giving them a little rinse, and um, putting them in the freezer. Like, Because we all dry them, right? We've dried them, and we've got the little hard nuggets. But something inside me was like, I wonder if I can freeze this, right? Because like, like I was thinking, my my reasoning was, would I be able to get like a more fresh from the garden feel than taking the time to dry it? 
would it be different? Okay, so yes, you can. I have discovered on my little own accord that you can freeze marshmallow roots. Um, I certainly got the slime, man. When you when I put the the frozen root in the water and let it sit there for a few hours, it got slimy. It really did, and that's what we want from marshmallow roots. The only difference that I think that I can taste in comparing the frozen marshmallow roots to the dried rehydrated marshmallow roots is that the frozen ones I think are a little more sour like there's just like this little extra sour element to them I don't know why um, but they still work so good actually I think they might actually work a little bit better like you got more slime with the frozen ones so if you are a marshmallow root um, drinker and you really do want it really to you know that emollient factor come out of the roots try freezing them and just see what you think but I did notice a little difference in the flavor not no big deal especially if like you're mixing it with other thing like I don't even know if you would notice but I noticed so I think probably I'll, I'll uh, next year probably still do both um, I think so. I mean, I don't see why not. I have so many of them. The, either way is good. The only downfall for me personally, and this is just kind of dumb, but I put my frozen marshmallow roots in a, um, a, reuse, a reused um, frozen blueberry bag. <laughs> so, like, I keep busting into this bag thinking that I'm going to see blueberries, and they're just these, like, gnarly looking marshmallow roots so maybe like choose your bag wisely because I keep tricking myself again and again like oh yeah let me get some blueberries for my smoothie <laughs> and, then, and then I open up the bag it's like oh <laughs> these ugly little roots are like <laughs> all right moving on do I need to pause this and take a break and take some more St. John's word <laughs> I am taking my St. John's Wort. I kind of forgot, um, you know, St. John's Wort is a beautiful herb to take during the winter months if you get seasonal affective, you know, that sad depression, seasonal affective disorder, or you just have a hard time getting through winter with a smile on your face. Um, so I stopped taking it because I thought I was feeling okay. And then all of a sudden for like a few days, I'm like so discouraged or disinterested and kind of blah. And then it occurred to me that I maybe needed to get back on the St. John's Wort. And it does help you guys. It really, really does. Because I was just like, oh, I guess I'm just feeling, ugh, because my life sucks. <laughs> but it's like, no, sweetheart, you just need to take your St. John's Wort and wait patiently for the sun to return. Oh, gosh. Why don't I live in a more sunny place? It really would benefit me so much. Um, but no, winter can... Uh... <laughs> I love it. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I respect Gaia and all her seasons. But, like, winter really can just about suck a dahlia for all I care. Um, yeah, winter. It's So, anyways, January, middle January, if you've got your St. John's Wort, and that's okay for you to take because you're not taking any other pharmaceuticals or anything, get on the St. John's Word. This is a memo to myself. It's important to just stay ahead of it 
and um, stay happy. <laughs> stay happy. So um, what else have I been doing? Well, I, I snagged some organic oranges at the store. And I even made an Instagram post about this too. I don't always buy organic oranges because one, in Pennsylvania, sometimes they don't have them. Like, Pennsylvania's like, here, here's the leftover produce <laughs> that, <laughs> that everyone else in the United States didn't want. Um, send it to Pennsylvania. So when I can get some good-looking produce and organic good-looking produce, I snag those buggers up. So I dehydrated some of the orange peels for some tea blends. I don't, I mean, I'm not a big orange peel in my tea drinker, but um, that's because I don't usually have it maybe. So I do have a nice little jar now of the dehydrated orange peels. So I guess like this is just a reminder, like if you do get some organic citrus, you know, you can either like shave the zest off or take the whole peel and just dry it out for yourself for your foods as a nice treat. Cause you don't wanna, if they're not organic, you don't wanna use it because one, like they've been sprayed with pesticides and two, they're pretty coated heavily with like wax and stuff. Um, I mean, I don't think they do that to the organic ones, but um, you know, always wash it off. But yeah, you don't wanna be like putting more pesticide into your body. So I know we really, really, really got to get on the organic all the time train because I know I'm guilty like I just do it when I can when I can afford to like hey sometimes like do you want the damn potatoes or not like of course ideally organic potatoes would be the best but um take it or leave it honey you know what I mean but yeah as far as like orange peels in your tea they've got to be organic they just got to be so yeah, those turned out really nice, and um, I actually haven't even used them yet, but um, they're there. So this is a good reminder for myself that it is time to start drinking up your teas, right? Um, February is going to be here before we turn around, and March, April, May, like you got like a good three months before um, you can start harvesting fresh in your gardens and in your yards and, you know in your foraging places. So I hate to like end the, the winter season with too much herb left over. I don't know about you, but I'm like, dang, I didn't drink enough tea this winter. <laughs> like I didn't utilize my stash. Like it is a satisfying feeling when you have just enough to like get through the winter and you start the growing season with empty jars. Like, okay, here we go, cool. I used up all the stuff that I gathered and now it's time to harvest more. Because once the fresh starts growing, like I love making fresh um, herbal tisanes and teas. Um, I just go around the yard and whatever looks good, I throw in my pot, fill it with water and that is my medley for the day. And it's just so nice to have fresh herbs. But um, so yeah, use up your dried herbs, it's time. It really, really, really is time. So another tea, while I'm talking about tea, I had a really tasty tea that I made up um, with two herbs that I had harvested. They were, if you've never tried this before, it's so simple, it's only two herbs. A tasty tea I found is mullen and plantain. 
So mullen and plantain made this delicious tea together. It was earthy and kind of like had like a little, it, mullen always reminds me a little bit of black tea, but nicer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But these two teas, mullen and plantain, merged so nicely together, I wrote it down to tell you. I was like, oh, I gotta tell everybody. Mullen and plantain. That was nice. And you know, plantain is such a good drawing herb. And a mullen too, like if you just have too much of that like uh, crap in your chest or throat or lungs, this is a great winter tea. So I just want to throw that out there for you in case you have mullen, in case you have plantain. Um, if you ain't doing nothing else, <laughs> try them together and let me know what you think. Um, I was really pleased with it, so I'm going to try that again. And remember to double strain this tea because mullen, the mullen leaves, that's what I'm talking about. They've got these tiny little um, hairs on them that you really want to make sure you strain your tea twice because that's the last thing you want is one of those little prickly hairs stuck in the back of your throat. So mullen and plantain, a very tasty tea. Okay, talking about that mullen tea, I had to go get a drink. <laughs> um, so cheers. I have water with a little maple syrup in it. I know, what's with me? Um, but hey, just one more quick thing on that mullen tea. When I say strain it twice, like I am straining it through a piece of cotton cloth. Like I'm not just using a strainer. Like I might strain it once like regular, but I'm putting it through fabric. Like I really don't want that stuff on my throat. <laughs> All right, so cheers, cheers to that. So the next thing I wanna to talk to you about is um, something to do with the medical medium eating protocol, but it also really ties in to what I defined myself as like part of my herbal routine. So this may, I can't imagine this is gonna sit well with a lot of people. This, this may trigger you, this may upset you, but part of my thing is right now in my life is really having an open mind um, to expand what I thought I thought, what I thought I knew. And, um, and I'm open to healing my body. Okay, I'll just get to, I'll just get to it. So on this medical medium protocol, he does not recommend taking vinegar internally, like at all. So I know like this, like you may have just went, <gasps> right, like a lot of herbalists are collectively, if, if they are all listening at the same time, they're going, <gasps> like, oh my God, like, what do you mean? Like, like no vinegar, no, no herbal vinegars? <laughs> like what the, what? Okay, because I love making infused vinegars, right? Like it's just really easy, it's fun. Um, but his deal is like, if you're trying to heal your body, like it's just too acidic to put in your body. So I know like it kind of went against like what I was thinking, but everything else that he has suggested has been so beautiful um, for my healing journey that I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna try it. Not that I take a lot of vinegar internally, like I will clarify that for myself, um, that I never was a big vinegar drinker. I really only took it like, 
like okay say like I if you had a diarrhea uh, raspberry leaf vinegar like pretty much helps halt that fast if you needed that and um, yeah like but some people really pride themselves on making these um, vitamin concoctions like with yellow dock root and dandelion root and all these herbal vinegars like what are you gonna put on your salad if you're not having vinegar right that's what I thought all right so anyways I just want to tell you I'm not doing vinegar right now or eggs but that's a whole other thing um, but so I am still using my vinegar externally I have it here in case I really need it but for right now I know what do you think about that I feel like collective like disgust or anger coming from the herbal community <laughs> but yeah I'm not doing the vinegar right now um, so what am I putting on my salads um, I'm using that spicy dressing so I'm using citrus I'm using um, these um, beautiful citrus uh, orange juice maple syrup cayenne pepper red pepper flakes and all this stuff um, so I'm using citrus which is actually more delicious than vinegar but and I didn't realize that I would like fresh squeezed orange juice on my salad but apparently I do especially with maple syrup <laughs> I'm like that guy from elf like I feel like I'm putting maple syrup on everything but it's just part of the part of the healing protocol so um, it is really working for me so yeah I'm not doing vinegar or eggs even though I am a chicken owner I have chickens um, but apparently like when you eat the eggs like it is feeding the viruses in your body um, so if you're trying to heal limes or Epstein-Barr virus that's you know if you ever had mono or whatever these viruses love eggs and if you know how they make the flu vaccine they I wouldn't recommend ever taking um, they grow it in eggs so eggs are the perfect food for viruses so it, I guess it makes sense to eliminate them from your diet if you're trying to heal so anyways no vinegar or eggs it's just so crazy um, but I am feeling great so I don't know just gonna try it out right so what am I doing with that vinegar well there it's still great for soaking your feet and you know using as a hair rinse using as a toner um, using for anything itchy um, there is still lots of ways to use vinegar externally so I'm definitely not anti-vinegar and I'd always definitely have some of that raspberry leaf vinegar somewhere just in case in the medicine cabinet so I am loving the medical medium protocol because one thing I've noticed is this clean eating has really equaled a cleaner kitchen um, taking away the oils and the fats and the meat and the um, all this stuff like my sink is so clean because I'm not like having to scrub all this gunk out of it all the time and and so anyways if a cleaner sink or equals maybe a cleaner body hey who knows but it's just something that I noticed um, these vegans they got the right idea man these raw vegans that are just eating vegetables like literally the cleanup is nothing it's made my life so much easier um, just eating vegetables and fruits and yeah clean eating equals a cleaner kitchen I don't know how to explain it it's crazy but anyways sorry if I like made waves there like telling you I wasn't doing vinegar um, but because I know some herbalists are gonna be like well how the hell would that even be possible because like I just base my like 
whole <laughs> definition of herbalism around making these herbal vinegars that they think are so good for them. I don't know, a little bit of a question now, like is it really? So I guess that's for up for everyone to decide um, for sure. So, all right, don't hate me. <laughs> so I am loving the vinegar for my hair and scalp though. I made a catnip vinegar from scratch that I have been using. So I just wanna update or follow up, I guess. The herbal shampoo that we made is, it's working good and my hair seems to appreciate it. So that's nice to try something out and then like, you know, follow up and be like, yep, thumbs up, this is a good idea. So I'm just, I'm not even using any conditioner right now, which is incredible for me because I always thought I couldn't live without like using a store-bought conditioner. So I'm just using the herbal shampoo that we made together and that is a podcast that you can look back on. I'm using the herbal shampoo and then um, rinsing with the homemade catnip vinegar. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it for my hair and my scalp. And I only do that about once a week, maybe twice, but probably not. I don't know. I think like mainly just once a week or every like four or five days. I don't know. How does that work out? Is that like once a week or one and a half? I don't know. Don't math me. Don't math me. But um, yeah, I do love it. And the herbal shampoo was definitely easy to use. And I got to use up some of my aloe. And I'm about ready to maybe make a new batch of that. And then the catnip vinegar that I made, I will definitely be doing that again. Like as soon as the yard is bursting with catnip. Because if you grow catnip, like the first year you're like, oh, hey, little catnip. But then as the years pass, like catnip really does spread. And it is, it's, um... It gets big and it shows up in places where you you didn't know that it was going to show up there. So it it's a great plant to grow and to utilize. So if it's going to be abundant in my yard, then I want to use it. Like whatever's growing in my yard, I do try to use. Like you got to use what you got. So the catnip vinegar is definitely something I'll make again and a definitely larger batch or more. And that was so simple. That was so simple. I just put the fresh catnip leaves in and like a half a cup of sugar and like a half gallon mason jar. Filled it up with water, put a little mus, um, like a little cotton cloth on the top and I just let it sit and stirred it every day. And about a month and a half it took to like, I think turn into vin vinegar. But I, I let it sit even longer cause I'm a doubtful skeptic. <laughs> I tested it with a pH strip. It was, it's definitely vinegar, but it seems a little bit more gentle and I love the smell of it. I actually love the smell of this catnip vinegar. So anyways, high five, good job. Um, herbal vinegar, herbal shampoo and the vinegar, yay. All right, so wrapping this up at least, better wrap it up because um, if not, somebody will wrap it up for me. <laughs> How much time can I get to sneak away and talk about things? Um, so let's talk about the title of this podcast. You can't be a starving herbalist. I really feel like I can never truly like complain about money 
or the fact that like, you know, things are tight or I don't have enough to eat because it's basically admitting that my foraging skills suck, <laughs> right? So even though like in our society, like we hear the starving artist thing used pretty good or, oh yeah, you know, they're just trying to make it as an artist and things are tight. When you're an herbalist, you don't get that luxury. You can never claim to be a starving herbalist. You can't, like you just can't like with good conscience because then it's like admitting that you have no foraging skills. Because if you know how to eat out of your backyard, you'll never really go hungry. You know what I mean? And you'll always have enough. And if you know how to forage and grow these herbs that have all these vitamins, you're never gonna be starving because, you know, they're they're just packed full of nutrients. So, I mean, I just laugh about this often, like when I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I had more money, I'm a starving herbalist. No, girl, just me, the only reason you're thinking that is so you can laugh about it because there's no such thing. <laughs> There shouldn't be. There really shouldn't. If you're an herbalist and you're starving, then you got to work on your foraging skills. So I am so excited. That's it. That's all I wanted to say about that. Sorry. But I am so excited for spring to return so I can forage, so I can quit, like, giving the grocery store all my money for produce when there's stuff growing in the backyard. Because as soon as we have lush green foliage, like I hope you do, hopefully you're not not um, in such a harsh um, environment like I am, but once it returns, there's so much to eat. There's just an incredible amount to eat. You can start right away eating the dandelion greens, eating the violet leaves, okay? And before you know it, the violet flowers are gonna be everywhere. You can eat those. They're very tasty. Dandelion flowers. Um, the other thing that grows in my yard is stinging nettle. So once my stinging nettle is growing and I planted it on purpose, so I have about like a, oh my gosh, like a four by six area that it, it just takes over. And it would like to take over more than that, but I tried it keep it under wraps because you know it's stinging nettle um but once that starts growing i can make um backyard smoothies i can make green backyard smoothies just by going out to the nettle patch chopping um off a couple handfuls whatever fits in the blender you know putting it in the blender add in some water add in like an apple or something if you want depends on how hardcore you are if you just want to drink it plain or you can add an apple you just blend it up and then you just strain it through a nut bag right or your strainer and you drink it so I mean celery juice might take a back seat once um, my free produce starts growing um, but I am excited and then I will not be a starving herbalist anymore <laughs> I'll be like I'll be like jacked up on my nutrients herbalist. <laughs> Get my foraging skills. And that's like really lazy foraging. Like I don't even go to the woods to find stinging nettles. I let them find me, which was super important to me. Like 
because I don't want to have to like go out and, and uh, walk around for an hour just to get one little sprig of nettle. Like that just didn't appeal to me. I was like, no, no, no. I want like more than enough and I want it, you know, 30 yards from my back porch. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to make green backyard smoothies. I'm trying to think what else, all kinds of mint, anything you got growing in your yard. I mean, we were talking about making a tea with it, but you don't even have to cook this stuff. You can just go out, get your basil, get your Tulsi, get your mint, um, get some dandelion greens and put it all in a blender and make yourself a green backyard smoothie. I'm telling you, it's good. This is so good and it's free. So this was a great tip that I, um, I saw, um, well, I've been doing it, but I also saw that Brigitte Mars has, does this too with her stinging nettle. And she just puts it in a blender and with an like an apple and you just have made this free nutritive drink. It's so incredible. So I did want to bring her up because I wanted to give her another big shout out, a dandy shout out to Brigitte Mars. Um, I mentioned her in the You Know Dandelion podcast um, because she does have this amazing book called Dandelion Medicine. But um, so I already mentioned her once, but I wanted to bring her up again because if you don't know, she has an app for your phone. It's called iPlant, iPlant, and it's free to download. And then I think it's $1.99 to upgrade to the full version and it's totally worth it. But I just wanted to give this herbalist a shout out because what she has done is like truly amazing um, on so many levels. She seems so cool, but I just really love this app and I wanted to bring it up and tell you about iPlant, iPlant. This is like the letter I, like iPhone, iPlant. Um, look up iPlant and download it and definitely consider, um, you know, getting the full version for yourself. It's a great reference. But um, yeah, once I started talking about the green backyard smoothies, I was like, oh, I got to I gotta talk about Brigitte Mars again. <laughs> again. It was probably like the third time I've, I've brought her up. So um, I definitely admire her. So anyways, that's about it. Um, yeah, you you can't complain about being a starving herbalist, right? Because that'd be like admitting that your foraging skills suck. <laughs> and nobody wants to do that, right? I definitely don't want to do that. So if we could just fast forward winter along and um, get the sun to return and, and get our greens, like I'll, I'll pretty much have nothing to complain about, right? Oh, who knows? Well, hey, anyways, thanks for shooting the shiitake with me. Gosh, we talked about all different kinds of things. Um, the only thing we didn't talk about is what to expect coming up from the Herbal Marie podcast. I was going to say not much. Not much. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true at all. The next thing that I'm going to be working on is a Healing Your Ailments podcast. I think I'm just going to do headaches. Um, although warts might be soon too, just cause one of my little bears has got all these white spots on her feet. So maybe we'll also be looking up wart remedies 
as well um, in the future. Although that could be helped by spring too. If we could get some dandelions to be growing, we could take that sap and put it right on her feet. So yeah, I'm really like jonesing bad. Jones and hard for, for, for Lady Spring to return um, so much. So anyways, woo, time to take some more St. John's wort. <laughs> it's only January. So anyways, cheers to you. Um, thanks for listening in. Have a great weekend and always remember to feel better and be well. Thanks for listening. Support this podcast by becoming a patron. You'll gain access to PDF downloads and Herb Nerd Notes. Visit HerbalMarie.com and become a patron today.